Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Garage Football. In today's episode we'll be talking about the big news that's been announced recently. Arsene Wenger will be leaving Arsenal at the end of the season after 22 years of management. Ryan, you're an Arsenal fan. When it was announced on Friday, what were your initial thoughts? Well, first of all, I didn't believe it. Uh, I got the text from yourself yeah. and Lewis, who's going to be in future videos. Um, and I was just like, is this true? I put it on Sky Sports News and that was it. It was confirmed. Yeah. Finger to leave at the end of the season. Mixed feelings. Uh, I, was, I knew it was his time to go. It was, I was just unsure whether it should be this season or if he should fulfil the two years. Yeah. Um, but on the whole, yeah, I, I was happy at first. I was like, wow, it's actually happening. It's like a yeah. buzz. He's, he's going. And <laughs> we're going to get a new manager in. It was like, wow. And then I was also thinking, oh, he's going? Yeah. It's kind of like a double-ended sword. You want it to happen, but you don't want it to happen. Yeah, so sure, yeah, yeah. Very, I, I, you knew it was coming, but I was still surprised. Yeah, of course. It was a, it was a very weird <laughs> moment, to be fair. Yeah, I, I was sort of similar, really, because there's been rumours that he might leave before the end of his contract or he might even fulfil his contract. But usually when you have announcements like this, it's usually leaked to the press the day beforehand or there's some sort of press conference that's mm. been hurriedly rushed. But that wasn't the case. There was a no. statement on the website and Chief Executive Ivan Gazidis had a press conference later on Friday afternoon. But yeah, it was still a bit of a, a shock. But I think for, for now, the timing has been... Time is right by Wenger because it's near the end of the season but there's only a few games left and I think one of the reasons why the announcement has been made is because the joining attendances recently mm. and the fact that Arsenal's away form in 2018 has been absolutely wretched and not got a single point. So it was, just, it was all sn a snowball effect, wasn't it? It was going to happen. And you talk about the empty stadium, if you like, empty seats. Yeah. I was reading that from now on that the, the, the salespeople involved in Arsenal that are thinking, right, we need to get the season tickets renewed. Mm. And that's never happened, really. No. I mean, you always have salespeople. They've always had good support, but it's always They've always struggled to get new members, really. But now they've had to sort of call people and say, right, how can we... Well, cold calling, what can we offer you? And I think that's when they sort of, there's alarm bells, we need, we need change. Uh, and I think Ivan Gazidis, I think he handled that press conference very well. He honoured Wenger and he mm. answered all the questions, but he just wouldn't reveal yeah. what actually happened. Uh, which I think, read between the lines, he wasn't officially sacked, but he, he, was, he sort of jumped before he was pushed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think if you read Arsene Wenger's statement, he said, mentioned it in the very first sentence, he said, after careful discussions, with by himself and the board, the kind of thing. Well, mm. Rudy Matrina, it's been confirmed by a couple of journalists who said he was sort of pushed before he was sacked. That I'm sure they've come to sort of agreement that I've taken the club as far as I can go. Mm. And if an arm exists, I'm sure you remember last year you mentioned about the catalyst for change. They brought in a couple of uh, guys in from Borussia Dortmund, like head of recruitment and other background positions. So there's been a change behind the scenes. And judging by the reports that Wenger's not been involved in the transfer talk for this summer, so it seemed like the right was on the wall for him. Mm. And that's why I've decided to make the announcement. Which brings us up to our next thing, the, the next manager. Uh, I can't wait to find out who they're actually going to appoint. Yeah. But I know who I don't want. 
I, I don't want Brendan Rodgers or Eddie Howe, although I think they're great managers, yeah. and they could, you know, never write anyone off. They could be a fantastic fit for us. But I think we need someone with, you know, strong experience and, yeah. and someone that's going to really come in. Top, top level yeah. experience. And not take any bollocks whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Just literally say, right, I'm taking control now. Yeah. Arsene, thanks for the memories. I've got loads of respect for you, but I'm the governor now. Yeah, I think, that's, I think that's a really good point you make about getting, sort of giving it to the players. Because I think a lot of the players have been coasting for too long. Mm. Wenger's not known for his strong... You know, discipline is it? So if they need someone probably with that. Well, Gazidis was very clever. What he said as well in his press conference: Arsene Wenger have given Arsenal a lot of loyalty, but he did say we've also given him a lot of loyalty. Yeah, sure. So yeah. that's kind of hinting. Yeah, that yeah. If it was someone else, would they have kept the job as long as possible? Mm. And equally, so Wenger's got a lot of scope, but so have the players. We need someone to come in and say, right, that's just wipe this slate, slate clean, clean yeah. and, and start again. And I'm the manager now. I'm going to take to to the next level, so we can actually be winners again. Um, it's a shame. It's it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's sad that Wenger's kind of left like this in yeah, a way yeah. where you're thinking, oh, it's, it's been disappointed over the last yeah, ten sure. years, as opposed to Ferguson who left on a high. Left on a high. Yeah, left at the top. Um, okay, so you mentioned you you don't want Rogers or how? What what managers? That, uh, that have been linked with Arsenal, who would you say? I would go for someone like Ancelotti. Yeah, he's, um, he's available. He would be a fantastic fit, I reckon. Managing the Premier League with Chelsea, but very successful. And he's got the, he's got a killer instinct, hasn't he? Yeah. You know? uh, I think Rafa Benitez, not everyone's going to agree with me on this one, but I think he could be a great fit for a couple of seasons. Mm. Not long term, but he'd certainly sort our defence out. So if they turn around and say Rafa Benitez will come in for now, they're not going to say that, are they? No, no. If, if he did come in, I wouldn't be disheartened if he was the man. But I don't think he is the right manager personally. Yeah. But I'd settle for him. Um, I think personally, someone like Allegri or Angelotti for mm. me would be the would be the candidate to come in. And I don't want someone that's going to need a bit more time. Yeah. Uh, you like your Eddie Howe, who would be really good, I reckon, or Sean Dice would be a great manager. But again, I don't think they're ready for Arsenal yet. Look at David Moyes at Manchester United. Yeah, right, was on the ball for him, wasn't he? He was a great manager for Everton, but was he really the man then for Manchester United? No, he wasn't a Manchester United profile of manager, was no. he? So we need to aim big and, and, and get the right manager. But don't get someone like Thierry Henry or Patrick Vieira. They're not ready for it yet. Yeah, They haven't got the, the experience. To, I know Vieira, you could turn around and say, well, he's doing well for New York City. Just, but let's be realistic. It's totally different. Two different extremes. Yeah. But do bring in some Arsenal legends in the coaching staff. Yeah. Sol Campbell, he's available. He'd really help out the back four, but he can't get a job at the moment. No, Why is all. that? I, that makes no sense to me. No, bring him in. Get and, him in and, get and, him give, down. and if they do keep Steve Boulder's assistant, give him more responsibility. Because one of Wenger's strengths was his stubbornness and his determination mm. to succeed, and he had one way of playing. But that was also a weakness as well. He very rarely delegated his responsibilities. He was always on the coaching pitch, very rarely changed his staff all the time, like, like Axe Ferguson did. Mm. So I think that he needs, the new manager needs to bring in some new staff that have. 
and there's been a lot of stuff that have been asked for a number of years, and to bring some new, fresh blood and give them a responsibility to them as well. Where do you think Wenger's going to go? We talk about the next manager for Arsenal, and I'll give you my opinion, but do you think Wenger's going to continue as a manager? Yeah, I think so, because it's been well documented by biographers of his, people who are close to Wenger, that football is pretty much his life. It's not like Alex Ferguson where he had his horse racing to preoccupy him and the other interests. It, looks, it seems to me like Wenger, football is his life. Is and that's it. Him, yeah. So whether he will actually manage again, if he does, it'd probably be for a season or two. He's getting, getting on a bit in age. So he might manage someone like Monaco, but potentially, or another foreign club. I don't think he'll manage in the Premier League. No. But if he doesn't become a manager or head coach, and he could easily become a director of football or sporting director at a club, definitely. I think he will, he will stay in, in football. Mm. I'd, love to sure. see, I'd love to see him come back and be part of Arsenal. Yeah. There are fans out there that say, no, he could have too much influence... I think maybe it's good that he he takes a step back for a couple of years and then comes back and then comes back. So the new manager can both feel sort of under his shadow, yeah, yeah. if you like. And that can you imagine how awkward that must be? Yeah, of course. But then you look back at someone like you know Alex Ferguson when he came on board for Man United years ago. He was regularly going up to Sir Matt Busby yeah. and asking his opinion. So some managers yeah. welcome that challenge. It's just with a new manager, Wilkin Wenger as kind of like the go-to man. Yeah, probably not. So I think it would be good for him to sort of take a couple of years away from Arsenal, but hopefully come back and be an ambassador or a director of football. And, and be, on, and be on the board? Even. Yeah, absolutely, and I hope, that's the, I hope that happens one day. Yeah, I think he deserves that chance. He's, uh, you know, he's, got be, he's got to be the greatest manager in Arsenal's history. I know people talk about Herbert Chapman and George Graham, but he's got to be the greatest, hasn't he? Now, mm. A statue built after him, surely, maybe a stand, or even a stadium built and named after well, him. I, I, you know, two things actually. Tony Adams tweeted, didn't he? Herb and Chapman move aside. That's how well respected thing is always going to be. Maybe yeah. there'll be a, there'll be some fans that won't understand that at the moment. But I reckon in a few years' time, Wenger will be. Yeah. He'll be a god for us. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And you've got to look at George Graham. He left on a really bad note. He did. You know, yeah. the, and he's now respected again. Mm. And Wenger will be the the. Arsenal's all-time greatest manager, without yeah. a shadow of a doubt. And Paul Merson said the other day as well that maybe you should name the stadium, the Arsenal yeah, Vega Stadium. Piers Morgan mentioned that as well on yeah. Talksport on Friday. Yeah, because let's be honest, the stadium was all Vega's doing. You know, there's obviously a big team behind it. You can't just say it was all Arsenal Vega. But a big part he, to play. he had the he had the, the focus, the, the vision, vision. Yeah, and you know, and even influenced the. The actual shape of the Arsenal stadium, of the changing room. Yeah, that's right. Uh, about good luck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it shows you. It showed you played a big part, not just in in the, in the footballing side of things, but the operational side of things as well. And that's how much of an influence he's had over these mm. twenty-two years. I just want to get back on the manager side of things. So this is a question that I'm interested by. I want I want Arsenal fans to answer. Really, do they bring in someone? That will play to their, to Wenger's attacking philosophy, you know, play beautiful football, or do they now go and offer someone a like five six year deal, or do they go the opposite end, short termism, gun for hire for a couple of seasons, and then appoint a long term like someone like Eddie Howe? What, what do you what do you think? I think at the end of the day they've got to get someone 
for potentially long term. Yeah. If they're going to get someone like Eddie Howe, or if they've got a fit for some, or if even someone like Henri that they see as a future manager, that's that's all well and good. But what's going to happen over the next couple of years? Yeah, sure. You can't just have a, 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 someone that's going to fill the gap because yeah. if, if that's the case, why would you get rid of Wenger? Yeah, that's a good point. You know, yeah. what's the point having a caretaker manager when you've got Arsene Wenger? Yeah, yeah. You know, there's no point, is there? So if you get fans, as a, I would say now, sadly, eighty percent of fans are in favour of Wenger going. Possibly even more. Probably even more. Probably eighty-one <laughs> <81%. laughs> <laughs> percent. No, but let's be realistic. Yeah, yeah. He's, that's that's how it is now. So be careful what you wish for, fans. You know, what's the point getting rid of Wenger? And then just getting a weak manager in, you've yeah, got to sure. be. It's, and Gazidis was asked that question as well. You know, how important is it to get a manager quickly? Yeah. Is it, it's not important to get the to announce who they're going to get quickly. It's about getting the right manager. The right manager. Yeah. Um, and I think someone like Ancelotti would be would have the experience and the killer instinct to really take us to the next level. Or Benitez would be a strong manager that could help us for a couple of seasons. Yeah. To pass it on to someone because we need that defensive unit now don't we yeah. but I think Benitez would sort of bring revive the boring boring Arsenal <laughs> yeah. which I don't really want but I also want to win games he's a winner isn't so he so it depends what you're looking for well Luis Enrique the former Barcelona manager he seems to be the front runner at the moment he's, he's available yeah I wouldn't rule him out but I don't know I, I don't know enough about him you know, I don't know if I've got the confidence behind it because let's be honest when he when he, when he won the Champions League with Barcelona yeah he was he was the manager of Barcelona. He had such a great team behind him. I think Mickey Mouse could have won the Champions League <laughs> with Barcelona. I don't, I don't know about that, but all right, Mickey Mouse. But still, <laughs> I just think I don't know. He could be great, and he has got stats that back that up. But you just got to see how would he cope with a team like Arsenal that need to sort of they need that lift, they need that boost. Whereas Barcelona was kind of set for him. That's my argument. I'm not, yeah, I'm not no, putting him down, no. but that's the only point I've got. But he could be a great fit, yeah. and he could again. You could say Arsene who when he came in in '96. You know, he was a good manager, but he was he wasn't world class at the time, was he? But he managed to. He had that. He had a point to prove, and that's what he could have for Arsenal. Well, Enrique, so I wouldn't rule him out. He plays, you know, Barcelona. You got to play attacking football, but they play some fantastic mm. football under him. So. In the you know, Wenger Arsenal philosophy, he fits into that mould. Yeah. But whether he'll, again, is he one of those that will be around for a couple of seasons, then leave? He might, he might, he might be. Let's be honest. In this day and age, you're never going to get another Arsenal Wenger. Twenty-two no, years. You're not. You know, it's not going to happen. I mean, you may get a solid five, six years from a from a manager, but they they're looking to move on now, aren't they? Exactly. What new challenges? Guardiola, he, he, you know, he's. He's going to be at City for another couple of seasons, maybe three. Mm. Um, win another Premiership title, maybe win the Champions League. I reckon he could. Yeah. And then he's going to then want to say, right, I've done my bit now. I'm not going to tarnish my legacy if it goes south, like Wenger. Yeah. <laughs> to a point, he's going to move on to his next club, and and that's and that's a very tactical thing to do as a manager because you'd only remember the greats and the success of course yeah. um, Jose Mourinho he's he's got pockets of success from different clubs Porto Chelsea again with Chelsea you know Real Madrid Ancelotti's like that as well and that's where you look at their success whereas if you looked at Jose Mourinho if he was at a club for say 22 years would he have the same success maybe but that's the question well, you never know you know yeah. so that's why I don't think 
for that reason, there's too much ego involved now to enable a, a manager to stay loyal to a club. Yeah. Longer than five years, in my in my opinion. Well, Arsenal playing Atletico Madrid in the semi-finals of the Europa League. Diego Simeone, he's been linked with Arsenal before. But he's seen as quite a defensive coach. Mm. But again, he's been linked with, with the Arsenal job. Would, would he be a good fit? He would be a good fit. And again, he's quite a defensive you know, mindset of a manager, which could be good. Um, yeah, he would be a good fit for Arsenal. Again, I don't think he's my number one choice. Yeah. But... Again, you whoever is going to be appointed, there's going to be a percentage of people that aren't going to like anybody. I've said I don't particularly want Brendan Rodgers, but he could come on board and he could win us the league. Yeah, you never course, know, yeah, do you? Yeah. So you've whoever I'm a bit like tired from Arsenal fan TV. I will back whoever the manager is. Yeah, sure. You know, even if they turn around and say David Moyes, I'd be very upset. Sorry, <laughs> I know you're a West Ham man, um, but I'd back him because yeah. he's he's the he's the manager, and I think after you. You've got to give him two seasons to really know if he's good or not. Yeah, of course. Okay, if Arsenal suddenly are fighting regular <laughs> relegation <laughs> yeah. after six months, and you know, get rid of him quick. But in the grand scheme of things, you need two years is what you need to give a manager. Yeah, sure. Um, and so whoever comes on board, I will back them, and we will see. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think. What do you make of this question that's been asked? Oh, is Arsenal a top job anyway? Is it? Is it a tough job? Because when Alex Ferguson left Man United in 2013, they, they were champions. Mm. So you could argue the only way is down. Whereas Arsenal, they're so far down league-wise, they've had a couple of poor seasons in the league, they're going to finish outside the Champions League places again. Surely the only way is up. It's up. I agree. I think Arsenal will always be a big club, for starters. You, and you've got to also thank Wenger as well for the history. For, mm. So there's always they're always going to entertain players and, and, and managers. But you are right. And you could argue now, it's a very good point, Bill. You could argue that a manager's got an easier ride now in the sense that if we can get to, say, fourth next season... I mean, that's progress. That's it? progress. Cause Whereas Man United, if they would have finished... Fourth in the second season, which obviously they finished worse. I think it was seventh, was it, with Man United? The Wolves finished seventh. Yeah. Before we got sacked, yeah. That was terrible, you know, terrible. <laughs> digression there. So at the end of the day, I personally think that, yeah, the only way is up. Mm. But you need to have someone that's going to show that we're not just going to be a top four team. That ultimately will take that over the next season or two. Of course we would. But we want more than that. We've yeah. had that for 10 years. We want. We now want to challenge for the title. Yeah, that's what Arsenal were when for Arsenal's uh, sorry, Arsenal's first 10 years. It all, all it was about was, are we going to challenge for the league? Are we going to win the league? And since then, that, that question hasn't really been fulfilled, has it, at all? So no. they've got to go back to that. So I think whoever the next manager is, it's going to be half of them to win the league next season. Mm. You've, got, you've, got, you've still got Guardiola at Man City. You've got Tottenham, Liverpool, it's good. I'm Man, really Man, Man United. That's why I say a couple of seasons. Whatever happens next year, we have to. Assess. Sometimes you have to go back to go forward, two steps forward. You know. Yeah, sure. I personally think next year when we get the manager on board, the challenge has got to be to get in the top four. That's you know, if we can finish fourth, great. I'm happy with that. It's going to be hard. You can't yeah. rule him out. If we don't hit top four and we're Europa League again, or we're fifth or sixth. I wouldn't say that's the end of the world because you, you need you need to give them a bit of time. Yeah, of course. If after two seasons we haven't hit top four, then 
we have to, it's now the modern era where you've got to look at the manager, you know. But top four is where we need to be over the next couple of seasons and then it's got to be right, how are we going to challenge for the challenge, title? Yeah. And I think that could be possible. But at the end of the day, we will talk about Arsene Wenger, the, you know, the downside over the last few years, but I just want to sort of reflect now on his history. Of course, yeah. I mean, what a legend he was. And we can go on and on and on about the last few years, but he came in 96, didn't he? 19, October 96, and he yeah. was asking who. That was the infamous headline at that time. Yeah, I mean, let's, let's be honest, his first full season, he won a double. You know, incredible. The double. Yeah. And <laughs> I think the signings he made, you know, Petit. Vieira. Vieira. Overmars. Oh, it's just incredible. And a lot of people... And Elka as well for half a million pounds. Bargain. Absolutely. And a lot of people will turn around and, oh, the argument is, well, we inherited a good team anyway. Which he did. He did have David Seaman in goal. He did have that fantastic back four. Yeah. But... That is true. But they didn't win the league for a few seasons, did they? So it wasn't like he took over a team that were challenging. They, They were... Must have been around fifth or sixth at the, at the time. Mm. No, Bruce Ruerk wasn't doing a particularly good job before we come no, in. He was a transitional mari- uh, manager, yeah. wasn't he, from Jules Graham? But let's be honest, Jules Graham was successful in the 90s. So he won the league in 89, 91 yeah. he won the league, won the cup double in 93, FA Cup and League Cup. Yeah. And in 94 he won the Cup Winners' Cup, European mm. Trophy, against Palmer, who were a very good team. Outstanding had, team. Zola, yeah, playing for him as well. He's just a really good team. And then obviously what happened with George Graham. So yeah. and then Bruce Riot could you know, he lost the dressing room straight away. <laughs> um couldn't tell you know, he just did couldn't manage the team. So he he was on his way. And then Arsene Wenger came on, bald, and he changed the team. He he was a pioneer. He he brought in the new diet. Which was a big thing, and there's, there's, <laughs> I was remember I was watch, watching this interview I think with Ray Parler, and he was saying that there was on a coach coming back from a football game, and there was all just chanting, "Bring back our Mars bars!" <laughs> Bring back, you know, and that's brilliant, you know. And there's, like, there's always, like, I've read somewhere as well, it's a rumor that Arsene Wenger went round to a lot of the players' house and confiscated their alcohol and chocolate. Yeah, sure. I don't know if that's true, but that <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, you, you might have up about the diet. Like, it wasn't really... At that, that mid-90s period, there was still this little laddish culture and laddish behaviour at football clubs, particularly Arsenal. There was a bit of a, a drinking culture there. He stopped that pretty much immediately. Mm. Brought in new, a new diet and really focused on their fitness and technical play and attacking play. Because they had some good players, but they, but they weren't playing amazing football at that time. They, they had John Hartson up front at the time, mm. playing direct with football, and it was, it was still the old the old school 1-0 to the Arsenal mentality. Yeah. And Ian Wright was kind of peaking off, wasn't he? He was, yeah. So, and Ian Wright mentioned that, you know, when Wenger came in, he, he, he played better, he, he ate better, trained better as well, and the better you train, the better you, you play, mm. and, and that's how, how they played in his first full season. Oh, Incredible. And then the next year, 99, I mean, Man United, don't take any credit away from them, they won the treble. I mean, they technically did one better than yeah. Arsenal Wenger. However, they were lucky that Arsenal didn't take that away from them because they won the Premiership by a point, which Arsenal did in 98, but they were so many points behind, yeah. they came back and, and won the league. So United won it pretty much, I remember it was the last day. The last day, day yeah, the big, they, big like top a, them. Yeah, yeah, they did that. And 
and beat Arsenal in the, in the FA Cup semi-final. The Ryan Giggs and yeah. Burkamp could have scored that penalty. So Arsenal could have won the double again. You know, that's not taking away from United's Champions League. But they were challenging, that's the thing. That's the point. They and didn't fall away, they, they, they challenged again. And the year 2000, OK, we didn't win the league or the FA Cup. We didn't win anything, but, but got to the final we got the, to the final uh, and final. lost some penalties to Galatasaray. So I remember that game. And that's, I must admit, that's when I became a bit of an Arsenal fan. I mean, yeah. I, I know the, the 98 double year because I look at the history and, yeah. and I've watched loads of archive footage, but that's when I started to watch Arsenal. And I always remember 2001, the FA Cup final against Liverpool. We were unlucky to win that. And, you know, that, that's when I was... <laughs> I remember crying, <laughs> you know, a couple of seasons. And I remember watching an interview in 2001. Uh, or was it 2001, 2002, Arsene Wenger was saying, like, if I don't win the, a trophy or the league in the next couple of seasons, I will leave. Mm. Yes, he said that yeah, in one yeah. of the interviews, and that was then. You know, <laughs> that's a, that's how his killer instinct was back then. Well, that's, he, how, that's how much belief he had, yeah, and still because he had a still maintains to this present day. But then you've got to look at two thousand and two. He then won the double again. Amazing, and fantastic too. Brought in more, brought in more players like Sol Campbell. Brought in two thousand and one. Oh, what a signing from, that was from from uh, <laughs> Arsenal's. Arch rivals Tottenham. Do you remember that Tottenham? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, amazing. Like on the Bosman three at, at the time, fantastic. And Thierry was there, was there as well, and he mm. was coming into his oh, some peak form. So, wasn't he? and even their backup players, like Jules Grimondi as well, um, Sylvain Wiltor. Is that your dad, Grimondi? <laughs> I'll tell you about a haircut. Not quite. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and plus my dad's not French either. No, uh, so, uh, <laughs> they had Sylvain Wiltall as well, and the boy Lauren as well, was it? and Ashley Cole was coming through. It's, it's David Seaman still a mm. fantastic goalie. So we, we won the league at Old Trafford. Yeah, Wiltall with, Will 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 with the, with the only goal. Carl, uh, jumping over Wiltall, I thought he was going to break his neck. But <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that now, health and safety, innit? Oh, no. uh, but, and, and in the FA Cup final, beat Chelsea, didn't they? Mm. Uh, Ray Parler scored a... Tony Ray Parler. Tim Lovejoy of these uh, infamous words, it's only Ray Parler, pings in the top corner. And Jumberg's guy, just great final. And that's it, that's when Arsenal were a good team, and I, I was proud to be a gooner. And then 2003, they didn't win the league, United won their title back, but we won the FA Cup, we beat Southampton. Yep, Perez with the goal. Indeed, so we were challenging, we were, for a few years, we were a, a force, you know. And then it brings us to 2004, the Invincibles. Just before that, Ryan, um, I don't know if you remember, but the season, so 2002-2003 season, mm. Arsene Wenger, in the press, I think it was at a press conference, he said, this side I've got could go the season unbeaten. And everyone everyone was laughing, saying, oh, it's yeah. impossible in this day and age with the finances and the strength and depth of the opposition. But he, he had this inner belief mm. inside him. And I think the players did as well, after he mentioned that. And then, yeah. 2003, 2004, they got off to a great start and the momentum carried on yeah. and they were just absolutely sensational. Like one, mm. one to 11, they were absolutely brilliant. Thierry Henry was at absolute peak of his powers and you know Patrick Vieira and Dennis Perkamp were still going strong. Jens Lehmann was brought in, he was a fantastic goalie. Just every, every single one of them put in absolutely brilliant performances, but they were strong as well at the back. You know, they had Lauren Campbell, Colo Toro was brought in. He was a fantastic oh, uh, bargain, awesome. and Ashley Cole was, was still there, and he was absolutely 
fantastic again. But as much as they play brilliant football, they could dig in. Remember that game at Stamford Bridge where they played Chelsea, who were their rivals at that time, were running Bramwich, mm. Bramwich had come in and brought in, and brought in a load of players. And they were the new up-and-coming team because Man United were going through a bit of a transition period after their 1919, basically, those players were moved on by Alex Ferguson. So they're going through a transition. Yeah, so Chelsea were the, were the main rivals. Um, but they could, they could dig in as well. So, you know, they got went 1-0 down at Stamford Bridge, but they dug in and come back, uh, Vieira and Edu, with the goals. So as much as they could play brilliant football, they could really tough it out. Mm. So that was that, a real great strength for that Arsenal team. Well, what were your memories from that incredible season? Oh, I just... I just... I was just so confident, you know. We, we, I just remember looking at every game and just thinking, oh, I didn't want to miss a game because I yeah. just and I used to always get nervous playing Man United because they were the yeah. team that could beat us and they could beat us six one or whatever if we had a bad one. Uh, but any other team, I was like, you know, we could take on the world here. Mm. And the Invincibles and the, what achievement that'll always be. And I watched something the other day on Arsenal fan TV and I love Claude. Yeah, I think he's brilliant. I love his opinions. He's just great character and pulls no punches, doesn't he? No, he's brilliant. I love everything he says. But he was saying that he would rather, if he could go back in time, if he was given a wish, if you like, of giving up the invincible title, but lose a lose a game and win the Champions League that year, he'd have taken the Champions League. Yeah. And I can see the argument because there's a lot of people that would say that, but I disagree personally. Okay. Yeah, I love that. I would love to have had the Champions League, and I wouldn't. You know, at the time, I wouldn't have been disheartened if we'd lost the game and won the Champions League. But in the grand scheme of things, the Invincibles is probably never going to happen again. That is history. Well, Man City showed that this season. It's very hard to do. Very hard to do. And the Champions League, OK, we've never won it. But we can win it. And any team could win it. Chelsea can win it when they finish sixth in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. It is something that can be... It's not completely impossible. It's hard. Liverpool 2005 finished fifth. It's, it's probably the greatest trophy you could ever win now. It's the most respected one, isn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah. But it's doable. Whereas if you was going to say, OK, we're, we're going to try and be invincible, I think you're going to wait a long time. Is it going to happen in a half-time again? I doubt I, it. I might pile it. I might So, yeah. no, I, w I would never, ever take away that invincible team. I want to ask you a question about that season. As much as it was a brilliant achievement, as you say, will unlikely be matched any time soon. They're brilliant squad of players. As I said, they were great attacking and defending. But was that was that season a missed opportunity for Wenger because and Arsenal? Because in the Champions League they got knocked out by Chelsea, Chelsea yeah. and in the FA Cup they got knocked out by Man United in the semi-finals. Mm. So as much as it was brilliant, getting don't they still only won one trophy? Albeit it was it's the Premier League, it's the one you won. But was there a missed opportunity to possibly win the treble? Yeah. Absolutely. We could have won the treble and ultimately we could have won the FA Cup. Yeah, we, or we could have won the Champions League. We, we were in the semi-final at the end of the day. So, yes, it was. But I don't care. <laughs> I really don't care. We won the league, which is the most important trophy in my opinion. Yeah, no, I agree. That's I agree. the best thing you yeah. can ever win. And we didn't just win the league. We were invincible in the Premiership. And played amazing And that in itself it. is, a, is bigger than winning the league. That is a, that is a status that's going to always, always be remembered with Arsenal, and you've got to thank Wenger and his team for that. Yeah. So, no, I have got no regrets about the, that year. I do believe we could have won more, and we should have, and we should have won the Champions League in 2006. You know, we should have, or we had our t opportunities. 
where we should have done more than what we did. Sure, yeah. But I ain't taking it away. I will. That invincible year was just fantastic, mm. and you can't take that away. So no, they didn't underachieve. They won the league, and they were in. You know, they were unstoppable. Thirty-eight games unbeaten. You know, <laughs> I know the overall was forty-nine games unbeaten, but that whole season, no. Nah. I, I will happily look at anyone in the face and say, "You're wrong." If you think, <laughs> if you think Arsenal underachieved that year, they were incredible. So fair play. <laughs> Then after the season after they uh, won the FA Cup final, beat Man United on penalties, mm. and you mentioned the Champions League final in two thousand six, where they took the lead, but Jens Lehmann got sent off, and they they just missed out two one. You know what? On that, I would like Jens Lehmann was sent off, and a goal was obviously disallowed because it was going in the net. I would much rather have kept Jens Lehmann on the pitch, yeah, yeah, and been one 0 down. There's no guarantees. Yeah. But I think we'd have given them a game. I think we could have come back. Yeah, we were well into it until the last 20 minutes. So, but we could all say what ifs. It's history now. You know, it's all in the past. Yeah. It, it hurt at the time. And and that was kind of like the start of the end. We've, we've talked about the success. That was kind of like the transitional period. Yeah, so they moved uh, into the Emirates Stadium in 2006 after that final. And then for a few seasons... There was a transition period. They had to sell their top players seemingly at the end of every season. Like Cesc Fabregas, mm. Manuel Adebayor, Samir Nasri. Both went to Man City. Robin Van Persie a few years later went to Man United. So it seemed, you know, but despite that, a fair play to Wenger and the team. You always got them in the Champions League places. Mm. I know people go on about all this consistently, 20 years, whatever it was, but... That's a real achievement. You see how hard it is. Like Chelsea won the league last uh, last season. They won the league this season. They're going to finish outside the Champions League place. So it's hard to maintain that consistency. And Wenger did that for. I think Wenger went wrong at one point where he was consistently going to the Champions League, and he turned around and said, "Look, being the top four is like winning a trophy." No, that, that was that was that, was a, that was a bad move. I think that was a, a sign that his killer instinct was starting to go. Because when he first joined and when he was winning titles and challenging, would he have said top four? Equivalent to being a trophy? No, not at all. He lost his killer instinct. Yeah. But he'll always be a legend. I think that's yeah, the way of looking yeah. at that. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I think that at the end of the day, you've also got to look at the Emirates Stadium and say, right, that was an achievement. I mean, Wenger was the brains behind that. Again, like I said earlier, he certainly had a team behind him, and you know, there's a lot of things that you can't take away the behind the scenes of how the stadium put together. It wasn't yeah. all Arsene Wenger, but he influenced it. Yeah, and definitely. I think for the first six, seven years, I do, I do think it's true. He had to sell some of his best players. He was financially restricted. And I think what happened towards after that, there's no excuse because everything was above board. They, were, they had the season tickets. It was always sold out. And they bought in really good players. Mesut Ozil, £42 million. But by that point, I think Wenger was comfortable. Yeah. And that's when he'd lost his killer instinct. And... I think the last few, the last six or seven years, you can't really blame it on the stadium now. I think that was kind of like a cop-out in the end. Yeah. So it was poor to say nine seasons without a trophy, but I can, I can emphasise with the first few years. But then you look at 2007 when we was in the League Cup final against Chelsea. That's right, yeah. Why was he playing the youngsters against Chelsea? I know. That would have been a trophy. Yeah, we, mm -hmm. you know, we kept the momentum going, and even 2011 
in the League Cup final against Birmingham, mm. it's completely folded. As a turn, and I think I think around then the way Arsenal defending and their lack of killer instinct as a team, I think even around then people started to question Wenger and his methods. It, it was it was dreadful some seasons. You know, you just mm. didn't want to watch Arsenal. And I actually had a phase because about two thousand and eight <clears throat> is when I started to focus on the music, and I was touring with my band, and as you know, mm. and. So for obvious reasons, I was busy a lot, but at the same time, I'd lost the urgency of, of watching Arsenal. Yeah. Because they were boring. <laughs> they were. They became boring, boring Arsenal again, but for the wrong reasons. Yeah. And for five seasons, I can't tell you anything about Arsenal. They just were. It was like a blip. You know, I didn't. I didn't care about them. I lo always loved Arsenal, but <laughs> I, I, I sort of lost the love a little bit. But then I think come about 2012, 2013, I started to watch them again and they were starting to rebuild you know with your Ramses and Van Persie had sort of been sold by that point so I didn't actually get to see his peak that last season he yeah, had that yeah. was really good but Wenger fair play to him he started to win trophies again after a sort of nine year drought of pain of no trophies he then came back and won the FA Cup 2014 against Hull mm. it, it was wasn't really... an easy win though was it no <laughs> was, but the thing is the pressure was really building by that that year wasn't it and, it, and even that game, they were 2-0 down very early on against Hull, a team that were, you know, near, near the bottom, basically. You know, you imagine what it would have been like if they lost that game. I think you could have been housed out even then. But they come back 1-3-2. And fair play, they've won it two more times since then. So they managed to get trophies in the cabinet, but the league, unfortunately, the league form has, has disintegrated, hasn't mm. it? Just quickly, I've noticed there's a fly in here, people, so it's not Arsene Wenger's spy. <laughs> it's just a spy that's going, <laughs> ignore the fly. But uh, no, I, I, I think it is a shame how that happened. And he, well, he had so much pressure within that FA Cup final. If he had lost that game, would he, have, would he have left then? Would he have got the sack? You never know. But he was quite comfortable at that point. Yeah. I don't think the alarm bells were there with obviously the season tickets, etc. Um, but at the same time, you've got to look at you know, last season when we won the FA Cup against Chelsea, that could have been a good time for him to leave on a high. Yeah. Yeah, I, th yeah, I think either last season, when the you know the banners and the you know the abuse he got after a Stoke game on at the train station and the and near the airplanes <laughs> over the grounds, it was the pressure really starting to build and the protesting was really starting to ramp up, wasn't it? Mm. So I think last season would have been a good time. For him to make his announcement to leave, then even back twenty fourteen against Hull, that might have even been the, mm. a good time. First, first trophy for it's, it's, a while. It's tricky. Some bit I can I can understand how people think that would have been a good time for him to go, but I still think he had something to prove after that. Yeah, you know, we looked like we had a good team: Walcott, Kieran Gibbs. You know, I, I, I was seeing him as a new Ashley Cole at the point. Ramsey, they looked like they were Cosola. Yeah, and. You know, the next season they won the FA Cup again, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, and he signed Sanchez and he had Ozil and people like that. So they, he looked like he was coming back. And but unfortunately, he lost the in the league. There's no progress, no. you know. And but I think it's now come to the it's the right time for him to go. We can now yeah. get behind him. He's been a bit too stubborn over the years and probably should have gone at other points. But yeah. now he can actually go on a high. And let's hope he wins the Europa League. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think the players owe him now. He's given them great loyalty over the years. Probably too much loyalty, I have to say. That's probably been a downfall of Wenger. You know, some players, you said he's got comfortable. I think the players are comfortable as well. Have they really pushed themselves? Have they been pushed enough mm. by the manager and the coaching staff? So that's what the new manager's got to do, get, get the players up and, up and running, move some on, but obviously bring some fresh blood in as well. We yeah, I think, yeah, it'd be fantastic if Arsenal can win the Europa League and that'd be a proper send-off. And hopefully in the next couple of games, deserves. Yeah, next couple of games, the, the stadium gets full again and they appreciate what the what the brilliant job he's done for the club. Fingers crossed. But what I want to say now, though, is we mentioned this earlier, I'd love to just look back at his career and put together a Wenger eleven. Yeah, of course. So, and this is the rule. This is the rule, Bill. Okay, yeah. we, we 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 discussed this earlier about our Wenger eleven. We can say pick the same player. So we'll just we both decide. So, four, 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 two, four, start, no, nice and with. simple. Yeah, and, and uh, school formation. And this is this is his complete career with Arsenal. Yeah, okay, so, so 22 years, a lot of players to pick from. Indeed. So, I'll let you start. So, who are you picking in goal? Uh, in goal, I've gone for David Seaman. Uh, you know, he's a very key player for Arsene Wenger. Up until, up until he left in 2003. I mean, mm. even that 2003 FA Cup run, I remember that absolutely incredible save he made against Sheffield United in the in this semi-final at Old Trafford from um, mm. Paul Pesky Solido. That was an unbelievable save. And... He was such a key player from in their in their league triumphs in ninety eight and two thousand two in mm. their FA Cup wins. And even though Wenger brought in goalkeepers for competition, Alex Maniger and Richard Wright, he saw them off and as I say, when he when he left the club in two thousand three he's still a, a top goalkeeper. So I'll go for David Seaman. Who have you gone for? I would have picked David Seaman actually, and I still can. Uh, but I'm gonna go for Jens Lehmann. Um, yep. I love Seaman. I think he's the he's the number one. But yeah, I think Jens Lehmann was quality. He, he had a bit of a, he took a bit of stick at first when he started. The fans didn't warm to him straight away. Bit erratic, wasn't he? Yeah, but in the end, you could see he was a solid goalkeeper. And look at the FA Cup in two thousand and five, the final. I'll always remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've also got a funny memory of Jens Lehmann. I'll always remember I was at Highbury in the North Bank. I can't remember who we played. It might have been West Brom. Yeah. But I had this coffee. <laughs> I was quite a young kid at the time, I'm drinking it, and all of a sudden this ball just came over and literally the, the cup and the coffee, Nescafe went right up the hooter. <laughs> and it just went everywhere, all around people. People were sort of like splattered in my yeah, nest. Yeah, yeah. And as I looked down, Jens Lehmann was just like, quick mate, chuck us the ball, chuck it, chuck it. <laughs> so I just what he, said, what he said in the Cockney accent? Yeah. Or he's German. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but if, uh, do you know, I think Jens Lehmann's actually pretty underrated as goalkeepers go like in the Premier League era. It's all about Schmeichel, Seaman, mm -hmm. Petacek. But I think Jens Lehmann's pretty, pretty bit, bit out there, a bit erratic and a bit lost his temper occasionally. But you need that as a mm. goalie. But no, he's a very good, good choice, I'd say. Absolutely. Uh, so defenders then. Who's your right back? Another underrated person. Lauren. Yep. I think he was very underrated, but very good. Um, very solid. Uh, he could press, you know, he could attack, and he could take some penalties as well. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, definitely. Lauren was the one for me. Yeah, well, yeah Lauren's a great shout. Was actually key in the, in the Invincible season. 
it's just, it's just a shame with Lauren that he didn't keep his high level for a couple more seasons. Mm. It wasn't quite the same after the Invincible season. It wasn't quite the same player, was he? Mm. But yeah, it's a good shout. I, I've gone for Lee Dixon. Uh, yeah, Lee Dixon was brilliant. He's been there for he was there for years. Another bit of Lee. Uh, <laughs> he was he was there for years before Wenger arrived, but. Even though he was an experienced player and played a lot of games for Arsenal, Wenger got a few more good seasons out of him, and he was just a very solid pro. You know, he was part of the famous back four, English back four that Arsenal had, and he was very solid, a seven eight out of ten all the time every mm. game he played, and he was a decent going forward as well. So um, yeah, I've gone for Lee Dixon. Brilliant. Uh, Centre half, I've gone for Sol Campbell. I mentioned earlier that yes. you know, one of the best best free transfer probably of all time. Absolute warrior, leader. Wasn't the captain, but that showed real leadership qualities and hardly ever got the ball past <laughs> past Old Campbell. And uh, alongside I've got for I mean, you could say Mr. Arsenal, one of the greatest players they've ever had, Tony Adams. He was there nice. again before Wenger, long before Wenger arrived, but was, when Wenger arrived that Tony Adams was suffering with Alcohol problems at the time, but Wenger turned him around and mm. he scored that famous goal of the 98 season when he was put through by Steve Bold. Could you believe it? <laughs> In the words of Martin Tyler. So that just summed up how Wenger changed Tony Adams. Yeah. And he was, you know, he was brilliant in the 98 2002 winning, title winning teams. Who are your centre arse? Well, obviously I said Lauren, and then I've gone for, funny enough, I would have said Sol Campbell. Tony Adams, um, and it's like a mixture between Ashley Cole, I think, is at the back. But also, it's hard because I want to put Martin Keown in there. Yeah, yeah. it's a tricky one, but that's going to be my back four. Yeah, I think Lauren, Tony Adams, Sol Campbell, Ashley Cole. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think Martin Keown is a good show. He's unlucky not to get in. I'd probably say Steve Bold, actually, as well. He only mm. played for a couple of seasons under Wenger, but he was a real solid, under, underrated player, I'd say, yeah. for, for Arsenal. Um, yeah, left back. I've gone for Ashley Cole. He could come through the academy, and uh, he was very he was solid defensively. But he was one of the new breed of attacking fullbacks. He was oh. absolutely sensational when he was. It's a shame that he left. One uh, thing as big as regrets, really. That he yeah, it's got up, bit, up his it? money. Yeah, it's got him and keep him. Yeah, he, yeah, that was a. That was a shame. Yeah, it was great for Arsenal and England. I probably say Nigel Winterburn was close as well because he was. He was very good until we left in mm. 2000 and left for West Ham. But he was what about Stefanovs? Yeah, Oleg Luzhny? Yeah, maybe. Okay. Maybe, <laughs> may, may, maybe in the reserves I might put him in <laughs> if, they're, if they're lucky. Uh, let's move on to midfield. Who have you gone for in, in midfield four? Okay, so my four that I'm going to go for is Robert Pires. Yeah. Oh, he was fantastic. So I've had so much pace about him, skill and could score goals. Um, Patrick Vieira. Uh, he was a leader. He was the captain at one point. One of the early Wenger signings. Oh, just solid, solid player. Um, also, Ray Parler. Yeah, he goes underrated, Ray yeah, Parler. Yeah, he's underrated. He? And, oh, again, he, I remember he scored a hat-trick. and he, he, he just scored the, the 2002 final. Oh, he was just a great player. And he wasn't the most skillful of players, but he could he could score and he could set goals up and he could assist. You know what I mean? He was a, he was a great yeah, team robust, player. consistent, and old school player. The other midfielder is I'm going to say Jumberg. 
know, yeah. he, without a shadow of a doubt. But then again, it's hard as well because there's other players I'd like to put in the midfield. Ramsey today is quite is up there. Wilshere is up there. Um, but then again, Gilberto. Gilberto, yes, Edu. <laughs> there's so many. That's how good that era was. But then I'll also turn around and say that in terms of the modern era, I think Walcott was quite underrated. Okay, that's an um, interesting one. He was never, I don't think he'll go down as an Arsenal legend, but he was definitely a great player and he could have been a legend and he could right. have probably stayed a bit longer. And with a new manager, he might have, they might have got the best out of him. Turned his game to another level. Absolutely. He's one of those where he got comfortable under Wenger, oh, I feel. He's one of those. Easily. Uh, but he could have... It, he, he could have been a, a legend, but sadly he wasn't. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's my midfield. So Perez, Vieira, Parla, and Jumberg. No, great shout. Uh, yeah, I've gone for Perez and Vieira mm. for the reasons you've mentioned. Alongside Vieira, I've gone for Emmanuel Petit. Yeah. Again, another of, of uh, great player. Wenger's Arsenal uh, signings, and it was great. Had a great left foot. Good. You could play good pass. Passing technical ability, but he could put a tackle in. Mm. Him and Vieira in the middle, you know, you know you're in for a game when you're playing them too. So they, they formed a great partnership. He was great in the early years under Wenger. Uh, so I've got Pierce on the right, even though he didn't play there that much, because on the left I had to fit in Mark Overmars. Hmm. He was an absolute, you know, the flying Dutchman, as he's called, an absolute f fantastic player, had a lot of speed. Scored a great goal against United in Yeah, and then, yeah, 98, he scored the only goal and he scored in the FA Cup final in 98 against Newcastle as mm. well. So he brought a new dimension to Arsenal. He, you know, brought a lot, he brought a lot of speed to their play and then helped with their counter-attacking ability. So he was, uh, I, had to, I had to put him in. So let's go up front. I think it's fairly obvious who we're going to pick up front. I'll let oh, you yeah. decide first. Oh, it's, it's, you're right, it's so obvious. Um, Francis Jeffers <laughs> and Nicholas Bentner. <laughs> I thought Park Shoe Young might get in. I'm being serious. What's, what's that? <laughs> Burkamp Henry. Yeah, it's got to be, isn't yeah. it? But then again, it's also tricky because you've got Ian Wright. Yep, Nicholas Anelka. Yeah, which Ian Wright did play with with Wenger at one point, but yeah, and Elka and Latin maybe Robin Van Persie as well. Mm. Again, I missed his peak because that was the sort of the era when I stopped watching Arsenal for a bit. Mm. But yeah, Van Persie, but you know, I don't think we forgive him or not at the moment. <laughs> but yeah, Burkham Pomeroy. But yeah, I think I think we can name a, a few combinations of Wenger 11s. So it'd still be a sensational yeah. eleven. So I think. I'm fairly happy with the team yeah. prospects. We'd love to know what you guys think as well for Wenger 11. Put it in the comments. Um, and also, we the way we've put the Wenger 11 together, it's not biased to what Wenger signed. It was just all players that have been in they've his... Played, they've played under him. Played under yeah. him, so that's why we put in Ray Parler and your Tony Adams. Yeah, David Seaman, yeah. So, But yeah, fantastic Wenger 11. OK, well, now we've uh, wrapped up who our favourite Wenger 11 was. Let's just round up on the on the legacy that Arsenal Wenger has left at Arsenal Football Club. I mean, mm. he was a real a real pioneer, was it? Wasn't oh. he? You mentioned we've mentioned the diet and the fitness and incredible, but and the sensational football that they played. But I want to, I want to talk about the man as well because if you ask any journalist, any broadcaster that's followed Arsenal and Arsenal Wenger over the years, they'll say he's a a real kind, intelligent thoughtful person and he always always gave an answer as well you don't, yeah, don't, don't yeah. see that off 
nowadays with managers, if they ask him a question, he always answer. Might not be what they want to hear, but you'll never duck a question. Mm. Or very rarely would anyway, and that's that's something that um, that's, that's was, what that's why I'm just sold him in high respect. He, he was a classy guy. I mean, he is a classy guy. Yeah, he's not died. <laughs> you know, he's no, still no. here. But that's that's the legacy of the man. People are talking as if it's like a death in the family, you mm. know, because that's how much of an impact and the shock it was him going. Even though everyone knew it was going to happen, I think he him, himself must be overwhelmed with the amount of support and yeah, and tribute. So you know, gone his way. Yeah, he's always carried himself with great dignity, even after the abuse he suffered last few years and the, the banners and people wanted to go. He's always carried himself out very I well. didn't agree with the banners, but then again, I can see the argument that something had to give because people weren't paying attention to the fans and fans should have a voice. Of course. And yeah. that's the beauty with social media, with Twitter and Arsenal fan TV and everything. They've, they've, they've now got a voice and they can and speak up, but I think it was a bit too far. Uh, I, I get the odd banner here and there, time to go, thanks for the memories, but it was a bit too aggressive and a bit too much of a protest. They've got their way though, so you could argue that that's mm. why they did it. Yeah, I think, no, I think Arsenal Wenger's had a real impact on English football. Not, well, on Arsenal as a football club, he's changed everything about them, like the stadium and the way they play. But he's, he's also changed the Premier League well. There, he was the first foreigner to win the win the Premier League, and success foreign players have had since then. Mm. Probably say Arsene Wenger's been a, a real um, asset. I that. hope he comes back one day, part of the team. Like we said earlier, have a couple of years away, just to let the new manager sort of breathe. Yeah. Um, and good luck to him. I think he's a very, very good guy, and you'll never get another Arsene Wenger. No, definitely not. So, all the best to him. Yeah, all the best, and uh, yeah, as I'm not an Arsenal fan, but you know, what about I haven't been a football fan for a while now? I've got to say thanks, yeah. thanks to Arsene Wenger for the brilliant signs he created. Mercy Arsene, mercy Arsene. <laughs> so yeah, thank you very much for watching this. Please subscribe. This was our first video on Garage Football. We're going to bring loads more. So thanks again. Yeah, thank you for watching. Uh, feel free to give us a like or a comment in the comments section below. Uh, follow us on Twitter as well, if you've got Twitter, we're at garage underscore football, we're on there regularly. Feel free to get in touch with us. Take care. Thank you.